0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Shauna Waters about uncertainty, resilience, and employee well-being. Shauna Waters, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations podcast.
1: Thank you, John. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, you know, we've been preparing for this for a while, and it's it's fun to finally get a chance to connect. And uh, it was a lot of fun as I, you know, was just looking into your background, uh, looking over your bio and, and LinkedIn and everything, and just getting a better sense of of your your professional trajectory. And we have a lot of overlap. Um, I'm we're both PhDs, um, I my PhD is in sociology of work. You're a, a PhD in industrial organizational psychology. Um, we both do a lot of work in this HR, people development um, kind of coaching space. Uh, and anyways, I, I always find it fun when I find people who are doing similar types of things with similar but slightly different backgrounds. So anyways. Uh, yeah, I think definitely. That's great. Um, As we get started, uh, before we launch into our conversation, I just wanted to share uh, Shauna's bio with everybody. So BetterUp VP of Behavioral Science, Shauna Waters, is a PhD and Associate Certified Coach who has worked with leaders and as a consultant and coach for over 20 years. Shauna helps individuals, teams, organizations, and systems realize their full potential. Shauna draws on an extensive knowledge base in project management, personnel selection and assessment, organizational assessment and development, change management, and strategic human resources to build sustainable and effective organizations. Shawna has a PhD in industrial organizational psychology and statistics, was certified as a leadership coach at Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership, and became an associate certified coach through the International Coach Federation. Uh, Again, awesome. Pretty much everything that you do and are interested in are the exact same kinds of things that I'm involved in and that I'm super interested in. So I think we'll have a great conversation. Um, and today we're going to be focusing on uncertain times and how that translates to employee well being in the workplace and how we can foster greater resilience within our people, but also within our leadership teams uh, within organizations. As we get started today, um, is there anything else you would like to share by way of personal background? for context for listeners, uh, and then we'll launch in.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know, John, you did the, the awesome, um, complete and, and always um, slightly embarrassing like coverage of my professional career. So thank you for that. I, I guess what I'll add there is just, you know, on the personal side of things, I'm also a mom of three girls ranging in age from eight months. So yes, that's a COVID baby in February. Um, all the way to my oldest will be 11 next year, um, and so virtual schooling and all the things uh, associated with that. And I, I am, you know, born, raised, and currently living in the Washington D.C. area during election season. So um, hopefully, I will, I will, you know, share uh, research and evidence and what BetterUp does in, in resilience and well-being. But also, you'll see how um, it, you know, this pursuit is really just. Uh, uh, healing thyself.
0: (laughs) Well, that's, that's great. And I love the DC area. I've been back for work probably a dozen times and, and I, I always love going back to visit. Um, and, but I can imagine right now, um, probably tensions are high. Um, given, you know, we're, we're what three, four days before the presidential election. (laughs) Yes. Yes, And so you have, um, you have the coronavirus and all the issues around that. You have all of the social and political unrest in the country. Um, all of this layered, uh, you know, one on top of the other, and it does make for interesting times. And I can completely relate, um, you know, to the parenting and working from home thing. Um, my wife and I have six children, and uh, they're they're doing, you know, online school, and my wife and I are working from home, and we're juggling everything and and trying to. Uh, when, when things shut down in the spring, we just juggled and made it work, and we weren't sure how long it was going to be, um, and we we didn't have enough devices for everyone. But we just kind of juggled things and had to, people doing stuff. For this fall, though, we realized you know we just need to go buy more computers and we need to have more stuff, more equipment, so everyone can do their their thing. And it's it's been working a little bit better, but it's 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 fun, it's challenging, and I think we're you know everyone's kind of. Uh, had their world turn upside down and is facing um, a lot of unique um, circumstances right now. So that that ties in actually quite well to our topic for today, <laughs> as we're talking about well-being, resilience, um, just just helping people dealing with the challenges um, that are in front of us at, at this moment, at this particular uh, point in time. Uh, perhaps it's it's as challenging or more challenging than that it has been in recent history, um, and organizations are struggling, leaders are struggling, their people are struggling. Um, so, what I, I, as we launch in, like what first of all, what does BetterUp do? Um, how how does your work at BetterUp help to uh, address this kind of context that we're in? And then we can broaden it out a little bit more and talk about what we as leaders can do to help our people and to help ourselves practice self-care as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think you're right. This is a really interesting point in history where um, it's never been clearer than it is today that uh, change and, and stress are happening at, at multiple levels. It's the macro environment, it's organizational and it's personal. And I think I think what's really, interesting about where we are today in history is that you know it's always been the case that those things were all interconnected but you know if we don't realize that now we probably never will um as there's literally no boundaries between our work lives and our home lives so you know at better Up, we are a mobile-based professional coaching company and we work with some of the you know world's most recognizable brands uh companies like salesforce genentech and, and mars to provide coaching to employees at any level. Um, and so, you know, what's unique about us is that we combine that with that world-class coaching with also like AI technology and behavioral science so that we can really drive outcomes like well-being and effectiveness for the, the whole workforce. So, um, that's that, yeah, yeah that, I mean, that's
0: That's great. And um, important work, um, addressing an important, you know, uh, an important gap, um, so I think that's great. So now let's zoom out a little bit and talk a little bit more big picture about uh, the current context, how it relates to employee well-being and resilience, and what what can we start to do. Um, I I do think people have been we're eight months into this, right? So so people have been thinking along these lines, but there's also um, pandemic fatigue happening, and so even people who are functioning fairly well for for an extended period of time you know <laughs> their their energy and motivation might be waning um, perhaps you know as, as we're in the third wave of spikes of cases uh communities you know are dealing with health risks even heightened health risks more so than than they had before um, you know so so how, how do we handle this
1: yeah that that's a that's a great question and you know i think when um so BetterUp Better has always studied resilience. I think it's something that's just kind of core to our mission of, of helping people, you know, live with greater clarity, purpose, and passion, be their best selves and all of that. Um, but when, when COVID hit, you know, we, we decided to, to double down on, on research related to resilience and, and how to foster it, outcomes of resilience for organizations. And you know, one of the things we found was that you know mental, physical, and social well-being are are really key to to building individual resilience. And I think that's something that you know we probably all know that at some level. But when you see the the numbers around it, and it's you know the most resilient individuals are forty percent more physically active. You know, they have better quality sleep. They have twenty percent more social support, um, and and that actually bolsters productivity and well-being, even at a time where, you know, nobody is immune. We're all affected by this. So it's not that resilient um, people don't hit setbacks, but they have all of these, you know, self-care and protective um, practices that help them recover and bounce back even better than, than they were before. Um, so I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's really hard when, when you're kind of holding everything together, especially I can't even imagine six kids, John, like bless you and your, your wife. Um, but you, you have to really create that space and discipline to make sure you are getting your, your physical, mental, social needs met um, so that you can uh, really, you know, weather the storm and, and maintain productivity.
0: So, tell me a little bit about a little bit more about the research you've been conducting around resilience. I I, I think it was wise, you know. It, it, not only is it always been an important issue, it's 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 more important than perhaps it's it's been in, in recent times. Um, plus, just with the nature of things and and so many things going remote and and um, uh, so many organizations just trying to find ways to be productive and leverage this opportunity. I think going into full force this this research I think is really important. So um, yeah. tell us a little bit more about that and some of the key findings from that research.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. I mean, so so we had two different data sources that we were relying on for this research. One was, you know, a large representative sample of, of workers, you know, at all companies. So regardless of whether, you know, they had a relationship with BetterUp or not. And the other one was looking really at people who are BetterUp users. So our, our member database. And this gave us a really interesting sort of mod- multifocal lens on, um, Tens of thousands of people across industries, you know, different parts of the of the world, and really help us understand like, you know, why does really resilience matter and, and how do we improve it? So one of the findings I thought, you know, was was important is that resilience actually boosts the bottom line. Um, and, and that is that companies with the highest growth in resilience demonstrate more than three times the annual revenue growth. Uh, compared to those who grew the least in resilience. So I, I think that's important because again, like we're, we're still as a society coming to, you know, really accept this notion that, you know, these, um, it's not just technical skills and, and, you know, people can't just completely divide who they are at home from who they are at work. So, you know, these proof points that really make that connection between um, what would previously be thought of as like softer, Uh, softer skills and and all of that with the bottom line. So so that I think is important. The the other thing we found is that um, resilience is a hidden source of innovation and growth. So, you know, it probably makes sense if we stop and think that, you know, it's hard to to go above and beyond and really create new things if you're operating from a place of deficit, and that's what our, our data showed was that, you know, the, the people who are the most resilient workers are also the most innovative ones. They they have twenty two percent higher innovation than their peers, nineteen percent higher cognitive flexibility, and and then also higher team creativity. So, I think you know seeing a, the broad spectrum of the benefits that resilience can provide is important. But then finally, the the I'm other sorry.
0: It oh, sorry, really quick, can you? Talk a little bit more about that cognitive flexibility notion. Yeah. I, I, that, I think that's really important.
1: Oh, you're right. I think that that is, um, if there's one skill that we, we can all adopt that would probably make us, you know, happier, more centered people, cognitive flexibility is, is it. And, and what that is, is, you know, it's this notion that while we can't always control what happens to us, we can control how we view it and our response to it. So you know, I was actually in a a women's luncheon the other day where um, you know the the speaker framed this as instead of viewing you know uh, a situation as something being done to you, it's like wow, this is being done for me, and like what opportunity for growth does that does that present? And you know, even things like again, if we shift from like wow, this this 2020 is a year that has just been terrible, to wow, 2020 is teaching us some really important lessons and what's what's the lesson that I can extract here? Even those little shifts and really building that mental habit and, and shifting our mindset towards opportunity um, has a huge impact on, on how we respond to our environment.
0: Excellent, excellent, thank you. And- I interrupted you, so continue. <laughs> oh, no, no.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the, the last finding I, I wanted to highlight, just because, you know, again, it's one of these things where I get excited about, you know, the potential for impact that, that something like this creates, is is this notion that there's like a ripple effect um, from, from managers, resilient managers, to their team members. So we found that resilient managers uh, help retain talent, but they also reduce burnout. Um, and this is because, you know, 52% less burnout for those leaders who are highly resilient and they're less likely to leave the organization. Um, and they're 50, 57% more likely to see the purpose in their work. So, so why is that, how does that happen? You know, I, like a really simplistic example, because again, you know, I told you I'm in the, the momming mindset right now is, you know, I have a new crawler and what's the difference in how she responds when she falls if I have, you know, a calm response or a laugh it off versus if I rush to say, oh, my gosh, are you OK? You know, is everything OK? You know, it, it, so the way we project and model response to challenge has a huge impact on the people around us. Um, and so, you know, I think that, that that creates an opportunity for a point of leverage. If we can build the resilience, even just in our leaders, that'll trickle down into the rest of the organization.
0: And I want to come back to that trickle down here in just a moment. Um, but thank you for for sharing some of those those key findings. And what tremendous outcomes for organizations, right? Um, everything that you just mentioned, you know specifically aligned with what organizations are most interested in. And so I think I, I say that. I emphasize that because sometimes we think talking about employee wellness, well-being, resilience, um, empowerment issues. We, we you know we think oh, that's that's nice it's a nice to have but it's not necessary and in times of um uh, where we're, we're dealing with difficult uh, fiscal issues and maybe we're we're struggling to make payroll um you know investment in people often is one of the first things to get cut uh and we just kind of expect people to do more with less um and that's just not sustainable and so You know you're framing everything back to how it impacts performance how it impacts the the health of the organization how it helps the bottom line um those are some terrific statistics that you just shared uh, and it's a good reminder to all of us and anyone listening that this isn't just a, a warm fuzzy kind of fluffy kind of thing we're talking about this this is real people um And even if we set aside the human component of just like, let's be good to each other. Let's treat each other with dignity and respect. Let's, let's value our people. um, It, it makes sense for the organization. It makes sense for the bottom line. It's going to help everybody. It's going to help the organization be more um, effective and productive. It's going to help them maintain their competitive advantage. It's going to help leaders find greater success. And it's going to help your people because you're investing in them. You're focusing on them and you're valuing them.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, and I do, I, I think it ends up being a really good news story about this, you know, being able to see people's kids and pets in, in your, your Zoom meetings, right? Is that, um, it's just hard to ignore the fact that, you know, that has an impact on how focused you can be at work and we've got to help people, yeah. you know, adapt to that situation.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. So, so let's talk a little bit more about that trickle-down effect because we we do need to create resilient cultures um, and environments that foster resiliency. Um, and it doesn't just happen in a vacuum. I mean, it's it's not going to just emerge. Like we need to create it. Um, and so let's talk about how we do that and how um, leaders can start to, ha- to model things in a way that can then Translate down the line to their reports and even the frontline workers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so, so. There's a there's a few things that I think are important here. One is, you know, as I mentioned, you kind of you have to start with yourself first. Um, And put on your own air mask, and and that means that for you to lead through through change and challenge, you've got to start by making sure that your own cup is full, you know, that you're getting rest, that you're, um, you know, taking care of yourself in terms of nutrition, you're getting some physical activity, and you're building time for social connection. Now, those things are also then critical to create the conditions for with your people, Um, So it's important that they see you doing those things and also that you're, you know, having that conversation with them and creating the space even for, you know, um, social connection at a time when we're all virtual. So one of our our customers, for example, um, Chevron, this was a big challenge for them in, you know, how do we take this workforce that was not necessarily accustomed to working remotely um dealing with everything they're dealing in their personal lives, and keep that sense of connection across the globe. right? So so what they ended up doing was um, you know, partnering with betterup to to offer group coaching, what we call coaching circles, to seven thousand supervisors um, beginning in June to again create this space to come together, network, Offer peer coaching with with one another, and also focus on um, behaviors like feedback and navigating uncertainty and and things like that. So, um, I think you even if it's just a matter of creating some unstructured space in the you know during your team meetings or or using the breakout you know rooms function to to create that time for social connection and check in with each other personally. How are you doing? You know, and then to the extent that you can offer flexibility, things like um, adjustments in working hours or structure, things like that, um, it it reinforces for people that they have to not just focus on delivering work, but also ensuring that they're at their best when they're doing so.
0: Yeah, excellent. I love those thoughts and and tips. And you you said it, focus on yourself first, uh, make sure that you're in a good place, and then make sure you're modeling, make sure that you're doing it in a conspicuous way. I you know, I know not some leaders naturally they, they like kind of being center of attention, and so that's not going to be a, a, a difficult thing. Others, you know, they, they're more kind of the behind the scenes, they don't really want the limelight, they don't need they don't want shine to shine the light on themselves all the time. But in this instance, even if that's not your style, you need to do it because people need to see that you're taking your vacation time. They need to see that you're doing these, these uh, self-care behaviors. They need to they need to understand that you're dealing with stuff and, and struggling with things just like they are, and so they, they can connect better, and they can see the importance of going through uh, and, and doing these types of things. Um, that just has to happen, because it's not directly related to what we were just talking about, but let's take, for example, the um, the the vacation day um, element right we know there's so much research that shows particularly in the. US we just don't take our vacation days so we yeah. we have we offer way less vacation and uh, PTO time than pretty much anywhere else in the world already so so many many countries and uh, companies provide way more opportunity for vacation than we do um, but even though we have, less available people don't take it they just don't take it and so um and it's one thing for an organization to say we want we encourage you we're offering this as a benefit we want you to take your vacation time that's nice but if if i am reporting to a boss who i see doesn't take their time or they they find little ways to ding people who do take vacation time then of course i'm not going to be as inclined to take my vacation time and I know we're in a pandemic. I know we can't travel. You know, Maybe we had a, a destination we wanted to go fly off to Europe and do something really cool. We can't do that right now. That doesn't mean we don't need vacation time. We still need time to reset, to um, to uh, allow ourselves to decompress. And leaders have to model that. If they don't, it doesn't matter what they say. People aren't going to utilize that time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I- you're so right, and I think it's one of those things where, it, as a as a leader, especially a senior leader, it's it's really easy to get into um, sort of the savior mindset of like, well, I, I do want you guys to do it, but I can't because you know you feel such immense responsibility, and, and um, you know there's pressure to, especially when when there's chaos and crisis to kind of just keep charging through and in fact there's been some research that shows that it's actually at the most senior levels of leadership right now where burnout is becoming the highest because people aren't taking that time off and and recharging and so you know i think it's twofold like yes there's always that that self-preservation aspect of like i can't serve others if if i'm not in a good place myself Um, But I think in addition, you know, that building those norms that you're talking about, you know, it's critical and it it doesn't matter how many times you tell me to take vacation, if I don't actually deep down believe that that is okay and encouraged and what you want me to do, I'm not going to do it. So, I mean, even I, I think little things like being aware of, you know, what time am I sending emails, what time am I responding to Slack messages, you know, am I sharing back to the group when I did take time off, even if it was a staycation, you know, and, and talk about that in a way. So not seeing it as a, you know, being out in the limelight or being up front, but like, how can I be in service and empower, you know, the behaviors I'm, I'm hoping to see in self care and others through, you know, being vulnerable and sharing that myself.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Well, Shauna, it has been a real pleasure. The time has flown by and we're just about out of time. But before we stop today, I wanted to make sure I gave you a chance to share with listeners a little bit more about how they can get connected with you um, and uh, give us the last word on this. What, you know, the importance of resilience.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, um, you can definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, Shauna Waters. Uh, you can reach me at, at betterup, co. Always uh, happy to answer questions, engage in any of this. Um, You know, I I think what I want to leave you with is this uh, concept that, you know, coaching and and self-care, these are things that are like a mental fitness gym. You know, you can build and practice coping skills and resilience to meet unexpected challenges and and stressors on the job and in life before you actually need them. You know, I I think... um, if we thought of our our mental health and well-being as as something that required investment just like our our diet and our physical activity and and you know our um, technical skills i think we'd all be be happier more productive people so um, i also just want to say you know best wishes to everyone out there um good luck with with managing the the current environment and you know go out and vote (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> thank you. Yes. Go out and vote if you haven't yet. Um, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. Um, such an important topic, and I hope listeners will reach out, get connected, find out more about what BetterUp can do for you, what Shauna can help with. Uh, and as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose of work each and every day, and I hope everyone has a great week.